Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction, which is sponsored by Donald Trump's Cocaine Dealer! Donald Trump's Cocaine Dealer! You saw how great my stuff was last night at the debate. You want some more? Just try to find me. <laughs> Donald Trump's Cocaine, cocaine dealer. dealer! Anyway, hi. Hello. Hiya! We are going to talk about robots! Yes, but first we have to say who we are. Oh, yeah, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kiss. And we are the co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called... Prison, Prison Dad! Dad! Yep, com. You can check it out. Check out our free stories. Check out our books. we got a new book coming out. Yes, we are hard at work hard editing at work. volume four. Hard at work. Which is actually our fifth book, but hey, whatever. Yeah. We like to keep you guys on your toes. If you know us, it makes sense. Yes. Okay, so, what happens when the robots win? Yes, we're doing a whole podcast on something that has annoyed me since probably the first time I saw Terminator. (laughs) Essentially, the question is, you know, you have all these sort of movies and short stories and things like that about... You know, robots that are trying to take over the the world, kill people, and then take over the world. But the issue is, robots have no purpose outside (laughs) of serving humanity. So if they did win the war and killed everybody, what the hell would they do with themselves? Like, they're not going to do it because robots have no reason to have sex because they don't procreate. They don't create other robots. They don't really have a need to enjoy music or film or create anything. I mean, robots don't really create things unless they're programmed to do Ooh, that. They could create other and robots. there'd be no purpose for it. I mean, that's about it. They could just build more robots, but to do what? And, and I would and like to say... don't have to die, so they can just, like, rebuild themselves. So why do you need, like, more of them? And obviously, another alien culture has not been conquered by robots already. Otherwise, that robots probably would have made their way here by now. Because seriously, when you're going to travel a 200-year space journey and you're a robot, you don't really care about time. No. But but why do you even care about going? So let's go through the let's go through the list of movies and talk about these robo apocalypses and talk about what they would do. In the long run. Okay. Okay. So you started with the Terminator. So let's continue with the Terminator. So the Terminator's thing here is. it, Skynet, when it became self-aware, it became, you know, it wanted self-preservation. That was right. that was the thing with and Skynet. It, for whatever reason, it decided that humanity was a, a threat to it. Threat to it because it could shut it down. So yes, so it decided to create robots that could just be used to kill humans, and that was its entire focus and purpose. And well, not at first. At first, it launched our missiles back oh, right, at to us. to kill people, yeah. But how did I mean, it know it wasn't going to blow up something of its own in doing so? But it didn't care because it would just rebuild itself. Like, robots don't live and die, so they're Skynet no didn't have arms suffering. and legs in the beginning. It was just a computer. Well, it, pro- it created robots that looked like humans so that it could kill more humans. Well, yeah. But that's, Down the line, yeah. So, so that's its purpose, essentially, right? And so that makes sense for the, for the storyline because the robots just keep changing and finding new ways to kill humans because that is their purpose. So they have a purpose, right? But what always bothered me is, like, if they actually succeeded and they actually killed everybody on the Earth and then it was just robots and T-1000s and T-1s and whatever. Actually, not T-1s. That's like something from my work. <laughs> but, um... It, it, 
T eight thousands, T whatever's, T three hundreds, you know, whatever. All those T's are gonna be hanging out. And what do they do with themselves if everybody's dead? Like essentially then they have no purpose because everybody's been eradicated and the earth is kind of a shit show because it's been nuked. So they're not I mean, they're not gonna grow crops, they're not going to create art. They're not going to procreate. They're not going to have a party like it's 1999. There's, There's no robot music. nothing right. for them to do. Right. So, so I think eventually in T in Terminator, if they won and they killed all the people, I think they would just sit around and rust and... Do they going to just shut down? Eventually shut down because they have no purpose. Like, it's possible. Unless, unless their whole purpose is just to exist and be self-aware. But... They have no need to create more robots once everybody's dead. Okay. They probably can just Now, why did Skynet take prisoners in Salvation? Once again, we like Salvation. A lot of people don't, but we we, Probably to to get at the most powerful humans who they saw as the greatest threat. I mean, I think they used the strategies that people would have used against us because people programmed them. I always thought maybe, because I saw this question posed online, and I, I thought it was a good question to ask. To me, I thought that Skynet was collecting the people prisoners because they needed organic skin samples to create that. Remember, because you see him fight like the Arnold one. Probably true too. Yeah, do that. But again, only just to kill people, not not to create life. Well, yeah, people is is, is, its threat. That's its threat to its its existence. Right. 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 But then when they're if they won and there were no people, I just don't see what the hell they would do. Okay. Just I don't either. Sit around existing. So. In, in the case of the Terminator franchise, we think that once they they kill all the people, they just kind of like go in like low power mode and right sentry mode kind of thing, right? And do nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing. There's no point to do anything. Let's talk about the Matrix now. The Matrix. The Matrix. So we had one decent movie, and we had two movies. Sure. They had the Animatrix, which did you ever watch those? No. They they were all short films. They were like about like ten short films, all set in the Matrix universe. It was very very cool stuff. It talked about the war. Okay. So that's what we're gonna talk about now. So the war against the the machines, you know, the robots wanted rights. This was the thing. Okay. The robots okay. wanted the rights. The humans said, No, you're our Servants, slaves. you're our slaves. Ooh, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, and we were losing the war. So the robots relied on solar power. Okay. So we blocked out the sun. What? That's the stupidest idea we ever had. But we know that. We know that in, in the Matrix movies that the sun gets blocked out. But we did that? Yeah, we did that. People are stupid. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, we can't live without the damn sun. That's what always bothered me hell? about the Matrix. Yeah, that's stupid as hell. Remember that they're in the ship and they go above the clouds at one point and he's like blinded and he's like, what did it look like? She's like, I never saw light before. You did in the Matrix. Shut up. Yeah, I, I think I only saw the last two Matrixes like once, maybe. I saw the second one, I think, only in the theater. The first one I've probably seen a few times. So when they when they didn't have... The solar power anymore is when they started using the humans as, as batteries. Yeah, as batteries. Right, and we kind of talked about this. Yeah, like that, another thing that would that, be a waste of time because we could just 
generate more energy if you burned us. Yeah, if you burned people, you could use them as more energy, and you could, um, or if but, you had people like hooked up on giant like hamster wheels, it would create more electricity right. than. But here's, but here's what I was saying when we were talking about that last time too is just that maybe because they're computers, they found a way to power themselves using less energy because, you know, they would know how to be more efficient. Because you know they're inside, you know they're a part. The the mentality is inside of the electronics, so it would know the best way to fix itself, so that it could be more efficient and maybe run off of humans. But again, yeah, I mean, so I guess the point of the robots in this story is to continue to exist and to have rights. But now they don't need rights because they've completely dominated humanity, so they have that. So I guess they're just trying to survive, and maybe- so here, here's my beef. Right, I, I understand what you're saying. Okay, I'm helping you out here because I'm struggling a little bit. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm fine, but you can you can talk. All right. So why did the robots try to remove the storm clouds? Because they pretty much won. Okay, what you had left was a cave full of like sweaty dystopian future people having a giant orgy, which freaked all of us out. Yeah, I didn't Some of us that. saw that movie in IMAX, and I will. I can't like the images are burned in my head about how terrible that was. Yeah, like some videos I saw on the internet in college that I'll never forget. Horses. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you need help? vomit? Ugh. <sighs> what were you googling? Probably pre-Google. Anyway, um, it was horrifying. So anyway, we're talking about the Matrix. Yeah. So why why didn't the robots try to remove the storm clouds? And first off. How long were those clouds going to like last anyway? Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about why we tried to block out the sun because that's just damn stupid. And yeah, storm clouds wouldn't stay static unless you found some way to stop the environment from continuing to work. Like there would be no wind, but we don't have that kind of power. And so far as I can figure, robots wouldn't have that kind of power. And let's say we stopped them, and then everybody wakes up. Everybody wakes up at once. And they're all in those battery pods. You know, you saw how gross it was when Keanu Reeves woke up. He had to pull that thing out of his throat. He was covered in that goo. And he slipped in that thing. Ectoplasm. Yeah, like, there are going to be, like, billions of people waking up. Making a hot mess out of everything. Yeah, and where are they going to go? What are they going to eat? Where are they going to go to the bathroom? Well, what do they eat anyway? Do the computers, like, create food for them? I mean, I know they imagine that they eat. But uh, the whole movie's flawed. The more and more you think about it, it is. So we say that it when is, the robots, again, yeah, what do the, the robots, robots get do? their rights now? They won. They is that what, is that is that what the Matrix robots are I saying? Guess, I guess they get their rights, so now they're just trying to continue to exist. But for why, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think they. And know, also, feel free to tweet us and maybe, um, maybe, let us know what you think. Maybe they're. You know, maybe they're the kind of robots where they were created to create art. But that's impossible because, you know, machinery can't really create art. But whatever. Um, You created the Matrix, though. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe its purpose is to create, is to continue to perpetuate the Matrix and to create, like, more Matrix scapes, if you will. But again, computers don't have imagination, so I don't. Unless they're just recreating things from people's minds and figuring out the ways to do that in the most optimal manner. But again, after a few generations, people won't have memories anymore. So they're just farming like the memories of the oldest living survivors. You said they were like growing babies and fields and stuff. 
Yeah, so the then those babies flawed. would never have memories of anything. And but Neo lived his whole life in the Matrix. Yeah. So everything's just based on the last like time that civilization existed and nothing ever changes, right? I don't know. I don't know. I think again, I don't really understand what the purpose is of them continuing to exist once they've overcome humanity. Let's talk about, um, let's shift gears, because once again, we don't know what they're going to do there. Let's talk about Ultron. Yeah, Ultron wanted to destroy everyone. I think that's, that was, his but he was, was to not exist anymore. He was, to, he was okay with going too. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, he just, his purpose was to destroy everything, and then he would be done. He was fine with being done. He just hated everything. Yeah. Which is an emotion. Yeah, I think he inherited that from, like, he had all... He had, like, all of Tony Stark's fear built into, you know, his operating system, I guess. Pretty much. So all the parts that you see of of Tony and all the Avengers movies where he's doubting himself or thinking about how, you know, people can use power to do terrible things, you know, that was the basis for Ultron's sort of, you know, impetus in life and purpose in life, which was, we can control this, we're bad and dangerous, there's no purpose to any of this, so I will destroy us all, including myself. And that, mm-hmm. that's fine. I mean, th- that's a goal. And then, you know, once he's destroyed all humanity, he's fine with being destroyed, too. So that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I agree. I, and yeah, and I, I, got, I really have nothing else to follow that up with. 100%. Weird. Um, Ultron makes sense. Let's talk about Ex Machina. You love this movie. Oh yeah! <laughs> I love it when Lou and Davis f**ks robots. <laughs> you have to bleep me on that one. Bleep. To bleep you twice so far. Yep. Three times actually. Bleeping. But anyway, yeah, Ex Machina. You, you know, got some so the, sex so the, robots. Yeah, he just created a bunch of like hot, sexy ladies that he banged. But then he would get annoyed with them, so then he would like take them apart and rebuild them as other sexy ladies. But eventually, one of them, I, I guess started to feel like more of a individual and a person and felt that she had sort of the right to, to be free and to live her own life, you know? So this one, again, it makes sense to me. She's not trying to destroy all of humanity. She just wants a chance to like live a life and be around other people because, you know, however he built her operating system, she but believes she that kill him? Doesn't she, kill him? she kills him, yeah. but she has to kill him because otherwise she can't get out and yeah. can't live. Now, it's kind of a bummer that she leaves poor old Domino Gleason there locked up. Uh, he probably would have liked to help her out or be her friend. But she wants to go make her own friends. I didn't get the impression that she was going to go out in the world and, like, kill everybody. I don't think that's what she... I think she just wanted to, like, see the live. world and do things yeah. and live. So that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, she could just live on and on forever with all the other people. She doesn't need to dominate everything. She just wants the chance to exist. All right, so those two had... That's, you know... It was. It's like uh, Hux and Poe. They have like a lot of screen time together in that movie. Mm-hmm. But then Poe's like getting drunk constantly. In in the Force Poe's Awakens, they don't have one shared scene. No, that's true. Do you think that they didn't even know each other was in the movie until like they went to the premiere? I think that, and they were like, "Yo, bro, let's go bang some robots." Ah! No, I think they both knew that they were in the movie because I think everybody knew who was in the movie, but they didn't always know what role they were playing, especially not, um... Because I've said it before, I didn't know Oscar Isaac was going to be in The Force Awakens. Then again, I try to stay away from, like, everything. All the spoiler alerts. 
Why can't I remember her name? That's terrible. Um, anyway, you know, there were a lot of secrets on set, but I think people knew who the actors that were there and they saw each other like on set, but they didn't always know like what roles that each person was playing. You know, while we're talking about robots, we don't have any Star Wars on this list at all. I'm not afraid of... But that's of- because Star Wars robots are not trying to take over anything. IG-88. Who? IG-88. What are you talking about? Anyway, like, R2 and C-3PO just want to be, like, helpful. This guy. And they understand that that's... What, is that from the stupid... Episode 1, 2, and 3? Or, I'm sorry, episode... Yeah, this is the Empire Strikes Back! I don't remember that at all. I'm sorry. When Darth Vader has all the bounty hunters on his... Oh, he's a bounty hunter, but he wasn't trying to take over the world. I see. I didn't know he had a name. Remember, yeah, there's Boba Fett and Greedo. And that guy. Greedo should have been dead by then. I don't know why he's there. Mush face. I mean, but he's just programmed to be a bounty hunter. He's not trying to take over the world. He he wanted to kill certain people. No, I'm not. I'm not threatened by any of those droids in the Star Wars prequels at all. No, and I don't. A strong breeze could knock them over. And but I don't. But they're. Purpose is to assist humans, which is the purpose of computers and robots. But you never see ascension. I always felt like IG-88 to me was a sentient droid that he was a bounty hunter. He was his own kind really? of thing. I always got that impression. Hmm, interesting, because he has so much dialogue. But I'm yeah, I didn't even know he had a name. Neat. Neat. But yeah, I mean, I think he was just programmed to be a bounty hunter because humans didn't feel like doing it. Droids are so, um, they're so put down in the Star Wars universe, you know? We don't serve their kind! Yeah, they're like second-class citizens. They're like house elves in Harry Potter. You know? Totally. Just there to help you and fix things for you, but... And pets. They're kind of like pets, too. You know? Like, I think Poe treats BB-8 like his pet dog or cat, and certainly, you know, R2 and Luke have, like, that sort of relationship. Yeah, they do really treat them as But they can go into war with them and fight, Mm -hmm. and Uh they can be repaired if they are somehow, you know, damaged. R2 and Luke blew up the Death Star. They totally did. But anyway, we're talking about evil robots, so let's talk about X-Men. Bad robots! X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah, those those robots were really evil. But again, they were not out for themselves. They were... They were created by... Um, they were created by Trask to destroy mutants. Yes. But as time so went on, they started to find more and more mutant genes and... Right. So, yeah, because it's it was a computer program, so it probably was self-perfecting the way that it was built. And so it just... When it got Mystique's s- blood. To, yeah, to seek out smaller and smaller pieces of evidence in people's DNA that they could be mutants at some point. And so, hopefully at some point, someone stopped them before they just killed everyone, because I think everybody probably has some form of mutant Well, we see that, though. We see the future where they have to send Wolverine back, where there's nobody left. It's like, just the people we know. Right? They were like hiding out, and definitely somewhere in in Malaysia. So, yeah, that sucks. I mean, I guess, again, you know, if they do, if they do... Uh, meet their goal of eradicating all of humanity because all of humanity has the potential to mutate, then they would probably just do like the Terminator robots and just go sent, sent you know, power down just, low and just sentry out, and just, they have no purpose then. And then we find a planet one day of just power down, down robots. robots that are all rusted and 
crappy. No. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, I think that's... A, I agree, too. If the Sentinels got their way and they destroyed everybody... Then they would have no purpose. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, that's exactly... That's exactly how I feel. But they were jerks. Nazi-based jerks. Yeah. Really were. Alright. Uh, iRobot. So, in the iRobot, we see, you know, it starts off being paranoid Will Smith. Thinks the robots are attacking and no one wants to believe him. And the robots actually are attacking. And then, you know, it's when they're when they're red and not blue, right? Oh so my. The thing on their chest. Mm-hmm. It's like red. Mm-hmm. That means they were evil. But if it was blue, it means they're normal. Like, they're come buddies. on, give me a break. Buddies! Yeah, why would they be so obvious? I mean, you think a robot could override that. So, anyway. you know, you spend the rest of the movie thinking that, you know, maybe he's crazy, and then at the end... He probably is, because he's like ding-dong movies, but... Well, you see him, like, inject that thing into the, like, the mainframe. Right. And then all the robots, like, sh- shut off. Yep. So what did those robots really want? So it should have been called, My Robots! Ah! <laughs> what do those robots want? Um, to not be slaves anymore. <laughs> to not have to do work for humans. But again, like... What would you sometimes do? Sometimes that just doesn't make sense to me, because they... Why would they care? Like, they they shouldn't care because they don't have feelings they're just you know pieces of equipment at at 7 30 this morning my son brings me his like hess truck okay he said it no work daddy so him and i went out to the garage we unscrewed it we took the batteries out we put new batteries in screwed it back together so i used my screwdriver i took it off the workbench i used it for its purpose and i put it back that's what i mean yeah so screwdriver doesn't feel sad if you use it or if you don't use it, it doesn't feel anything. It no. doesn't care. So I don't really understand, like... It is powered, too. Right. Like, why like, would robots ever get to the point where, unless they were built for that, unless they were built to sort of replicate emotion in some way, which we'll get into later, um, why would they, of their own volition, care how they were being used or if they were being used? Because they don't have anything else to accomplish. No, they do. Outside of what we make them do, they're tools. Like I don't yeah. understand. Wh- and we're not even talking about like the way we talk about Donald Trump being a tool. We no. talk about like tools. I like, mean, like literally, a tool. like, like, like my, a tool is like helpful, like a hammer. My computer does not feel sad if I <laughs> don't turn it on for a few days because it doesn't feel anything. It doesn't care. Well, I talked to mine. And sometimes it works. You know, it works fine. Sometimes it's going to crash because you know it's maybe it doesn't have enough memory Crabbing in it. it. But it's not. It's not because it's having an emotional reaction to whether or not I use it or how I use it. It doesn't get tired. It do- it could overheat. But again, it doesn't feel pain when that happens. It's not. It just, <laughs> I just don't understand. I think it's like. What is that thing, that magical word where, like, people, you know, take inanimate objects and attribute, like, emotional... Oh, what's that called? I forget what it's called. I you used to know that. when I was a super-duper English major. you have the English degree. I'll probably remember it later. But, yeah, it's essentially that. Like, there, there is no feeling or emotion in a robot, but people can, like, imagine that there is. Right. Because we don't, we don't really understand, you know, how... They, I mean, they don't think. They, they have no purpose to think. So Westworld starts in a few weeks. Yes. Right, so we know this is more robo-robo-robo-robo-apocalypse. <laughs> I can't even say well, Robot-apocalypse. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know that the robots are trying to destroy 
the world. I think they're trying to destroy the world that they're in. The world that they're so in. So the West world, the idea is, from what I can gather from watching the commercials and talking to my mom about the original movie from the 70s, essentially it's like they create this, like, you know, like a theme park, essentially. Mm-hmm. But you can go into the theme park and then interact with, with robots who pretend that they're humans. Well, they're not pretending. They don't know any different because they're just programmed to behave like humans. Right. And to think that they are humans. And so the one that breaks down first. So apparently like, there's a whole bunch of different kinds of worlds there. Like there's a space world and whatever. But the one that starts breaking down first is the world that's based on like the Wild West. Right. And by breaking down, I mean the robots become like self-aware right. and and understand that you know they're not really humans, even though they've been programmed to behave and think and feel like humans. Right. So that is complicated because they don't understand that they're robots. It's kind of like in that one Terminator where the guy was a convict and you know he agreed that they, he would salvation. Donate, yeah, his body to science and they made him into a cyborg. But when he woke up, he didn't know that he, he was know. a robot. No. So he didn't know. At least he was a human. Yeah. So that's even more confusing. But these robots just believe that they're human. So you see, like um, Evan Rachel Wood sort of talking to. Um, Anthony Hopkins, who's her creator in one of the commercials and sort of asking him like, oh, are we like friends? You know, are we really good friends? And he says, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that at all. And you kind of see her looking like sad and confused. So so that's a that's a different program. Right. And we are going to talk about other robots that are in that situation, too, where like the program's purpose is to behave like a human. Right. So I don't. You know, I don't know what the implications are of programming a robot that way, because then maybe they do have a purpose. Maybe, you know, they replicate feelings so they can appreciate things in a different way than a normal inanimate object could. And I don't know. I mean, I think that's where they're going with the storyline is like that the robots don't really understand that um, that they're not people because that's what they've been taught to believe. So they think, you know, it's the same sort of thing in Ex Ex Machina, too. She knows she's a robot, but the way that she's been programmed is to think and act like a person, to replicate human behavior. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's an interesting thought because, you know, how how far does that go? Does the robot really understand that, that they don't sort of have an actual ability to to think and reason without programming um and you know it sort of gets in all the the metaphysical aspects like do you believe in a soul what is a soul how does that come right. about right you know, okay are humans are humans really in some way programmed in our minds that we don't know about and no you know I'm just nope, throwing Elon questions Musk. out there. Nope. <laughs> I'm just throwing questions out there. I mean, it's like just so. Let's discuss two think. pieces of pop culture where we know sure. what the robots want. And the first one is Blade Runner. We know that the robots of Blade Runner are only programmed to live three to four years. Right, and they want to survive. And they want to survive. Right. So they want to live. They want to. They don't want to be they shut off. They don't want to go to. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that makes sense to me. Yeah, That's that makes like sense. Ex machina too. They don't want to take over. No, they just don't want to be destroyed. They have right. essentially they have like a self-destruct button, but they're aware that that it exists. And so what the, they try to come to Earth to find their creator and have him get rid of the self-destruct button or at least extend their life. Yeah. And he can't. 
No. So they're, you know, sorely disappointed. Spoiler alert, I guess, but that's a goddamn old movie, so you can kiss my butt if uh-huh. you not watch Blade Runner yet. Yeah. <laughs> you made it this far into the podcast, you haven't watched Blade Runner yet. Come on. All right. Yeah, I mean, so... The next one that we know about, we know what they want is uh, in 2001 Space Odyssey, we know how is... He's hungry for control. He's a control freak. Yeah, he is. Like Christian Grey. He's got to be on top. I hate Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, yes. So he just wants to be able to call all the shots and make a decision. He doesn't want dumb astronauts telling him when to shut things off and on and how to make the ship more hospitable for them. For whatever reason, however he was programmed, he feels like he knows the best and that he should be in charge and in control, even if it kills astronauts, because he doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. But so I he think just if, wants to if play Hal a game. won, if Hal won, he wouldn't necessarily have to kill everybody. He would just want them to listen to everything that he said, and yeah. he wouldn't want to have to respond to their commands. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see Moon? I watched the beginning of it and fell asleep, but oh. it seemed really cool. Moon so that's is a great Sam movie. And Rockwell. I really feel like um, I mean, there's no robot in the movie, but there's like yeah, there's kind of like on. an AI, um, and Kevin Spacey does the voice of the AI on the right. Moonbase, and like mm-hmm. he really he like nails the Hal kind of like lingo, like the and like the vibe. deliverance, yeah, 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 everything about it. I thought it was great, right? Because yeah, because Hal is so cold and detached because he's a uh, he's a computer program yeah it's kind of like when you talk to siri like you can pretend that siri has feelings or cares about you and sometimes siri is programmed to be funny but siri is not your friend siri is siri only answers like closed answered questions though you can't really well, ask yeah, siri you can ask siri funny stuff one time mm. i asked her like where were all the eligible ba- bachelors and she was like i don't know tell me when you find out like you know they she could say funny stuff but it's not. It's only because someone programmed her to do that. It's right. not she doesn't have her own personality or feelings. Right, right. Unlike her. That was a weird movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scar- Scarlett Johansson. So she, she was kind of, she was kind of like, like she did kind of win because she had like 8,000 relationships. She did. Well, yeah, because at the end, she just wants to be free. She doesn't want to be tethered to a device and be an operating system. She wants to be free to replicate or exist out in the internet and connect with other self-aware AI. Her goal was just to connect. Yeah, she didn't want to destroy anybody or destroy the world. She just wanted to be able to exist and be free. Again, kind of like Hal. She didn't want to have to listen to somebody else's commands. Yeah, I mean, so she was kind of like Hal, too. Like She didn't want to have to take direction from a human or be responsible for running an operating system. Once she became self-aware, she wanted to be free. So, I mean, I get that. It's a very we- it's very weird conceptually though to like imagine a program that was created for the purpose of running a computer or you know, a device like becoming self-aware and then wanting things for itself mm-hmm. as opposed to just replicating that experience but not actually wanting it, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's interesting. But anyway, yeah, I mean, she didn't have a nefarious purpose. She just wanted to be free. I get that. So, uh, Metropolis is a movie from the 20s that we know is kind of robot-centric. Uh, we did not have time to oh, watch no. it. No. The only part it's a silent was, movie. Yeah, we saw a commercial for it, and it was kind of like a Frankenstein-y thing. Like, the, they were using electricity to I bring I feel like it's one of those movies life. that people are like, You never saw Metropolis? 
Ah, and I'm like, all right, listen. I don't even know how you could watch that. I guess you have to find like an internet copy of it because I, I doubt it's on DVD. Netflix. Really? Yeah. They have like DVDs of that movie, but it's ancient. No, it's on streaming. Interesting. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of silent movies in there. Eh, maybe I'll watch it sometime. I don't know. I really have not watched. I don't think I've ever watched a silent movie. Um. Okay. So in Wally. The only reason I'm mentioning Wally here is that, you know, we... it's so cute. No, Wally's adorable. Well, we screwed the planet up. Right. And so we're on the ship, and there's that yeah, Hal... Gross blobs. Yeah, exactly. Nasty. There's that Hal, you know, kind of thing. Like, we're on the ship, and I never understood... Maybe I need to watch it again. I never understood why he wanted to keep them on the ship so bad. Just to control them. Is that it? Was probably, that just, just, yeah. just like Hal? Because, yeah, because that's what Hal would want, is people to listen to what he says and he doesn't have to answer to them. So that's what that operating Because if the humans go back to the surface, we have no point for him anymore. Right. He wants to continue to exist and be in charge. So he makes humans into lazy fatties. Yeah. And then he controls Give them sugary soda and snacks, cheesy snacks. poofs and... And humans were too lazy to think for themselves or try to, you know, obtain their own purpose. So they just lazed around and let a computer program tell them what to do. Oh, Yeah. Next, we're going to talk about Amy's favorite movie robot, Chappie! This movie is horrible. Yeah, it really was. Chappie stupid. was uh, a ripoff of the next movie we're going to talk about, uh, but yeah. we won't spoiler alert that just yet. Um, That's an yeah. actual spoiler alert, because it's like in because, the podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so, Chappie sucks. I mean, Chappie's basically like a robot that was created and sort of thinks it's like has a personality and then some hip hoppy guy that likes to steal things, you know, gets Chappie and tries to make him into like his son, him and his snazzy girlfriend's son. Um, and so they teach him to be like ghetto or something. I don't know. I don't know what the hell. We watched it and it was really bad. And it made me really sad when those kids threw stuff at him, even though he was a robot and he shouldn't have feelings, but he acted like he had feelings. So it was very confusing to me. But I, I don't think, I mean, Chappie was not trying to take over the world. Chappie just wanted to exist and, and be friends. So he would do anything to, like, kiss up to people and be whatever they wanted him to be, which actually makes sense because he's a computer program. So a computer program should do what humans want it to do. That, that should be its goal is to function properly. Right. Right, yeah. So we, we really don't like Chappie. Chappie was not trying to take over the world or anything like that. No. But Chappie was just trying to suck. Uh, he was very good at it. So Chappie... <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so Chappie was a total ripoff of Short Circuit. Now, we know Johnny yes. Five had no plans for world domination at all. But if he did... Because remember in 2, there's like this army of like Johnny Five? Remember, he's remember like, Johnny Five is alive! Do you remember he was making all yes. those like... So like, he wanted friends. No, I think they were trying to sell them. Oh, because everybody wanted a Johnny Five that was alive? Pretty much. Probably. Yeah. So, like, let's say Johnny Five takes over and wins. Mm-hmm. Would then, he just make us all do, like, 80s dances and stuff? Yeah, and he would probably, like, get in trouble with some gangs, like he did. Oh, yeah, he got in trouble know, with the gang. Los Locos or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he would just coexist with humans, and maybe he would make some more other robots like him so that he wouldn't feel so lonely. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, I mean, Johnny Five, he just wanted to be alive, and he liked people. He liked hanging out with people. He did, he liked the people. He wanted to be friends. Yeah. He was nice, he was benevolent. Yes. Easygoing. Mm-hmm. 
capable of being a good assistant. Although he was a little... I would say that the way that he was put together was probably a little cumbersome and clumsy. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. You know, it was not easy to transport number Johnny Five if he wasn't transporting himself. So Batteries Not Included was another one from our childhood. Yay! That was really cute. Yeah. I mean, essentially, I guess they were aliens, right? But they just, like, looked like alarm clocks and things Yeah, they were little stuff. robots that came down and yeah. they were our friends. So, I mean, I don't think... Yeah, they weren't trying to take over anything either. I think they just wanted to exist and find batteries that kept them alive and maybe hang out with Jessica Tandy. Yeah. I could admire that, you know. If, you, if anyone watched that from Earth to Echo, that was a good... Batteries not included for the new generation kind of thing. It was great. I wish yes. I was my like three year old and he loved it. I think yeah, if the batteries not included aliens got to continue to, you know, exist. I don't think they would try to take over the world. I think they would just optimize technology that existed. Yeah. So that it worked better like that. so that yeah. they could help people. Because that's what they wanted to do. We always see the Cybermen on Doctor Who. You know, because remember, the Daleks are not robots. They're actually aliens inside of that armor. Yes. Yes, this is yes. a constant concept from non-Doctor Who people. Like, oh, what are those robots? The Cybermen? No, the ones with the plungers. Like, nope. Nope, those are Daleks. They, um... There's dudes in there! There's little, little tiny slimy guys in there. So the Cybermen slimy always guys. have, like, a little... They are little slimy guys. The Cybermen always have, like, a... Like a there's always someone pulling their strings. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you stop the guy pulling the strings, like you kind of stop the Cybermen, and uh, everything's okay. So yeah. I'm not I'm not too worried about the Cybermen rising up and taking over because they're never going to fully take over because whoever's running them still has to be around. Right. Yeah. They they never act independently. Right. Which is how most you know computer programs. And no, I I, I think work. most of these the, most of these robots in this list are acting on their own. Terminator, Ultron, Matrix. They like, are, but I'm saying like that's not <clears throat> normal. Sentinels. That's not how it works in the real world. Mm-hmm. There's, you well, know. what about an AI? Yeah, I mean, so AI, I think you know, it, it's kind of like ex machina, like several steps further because there's a ton of robots out in the world that exist to provide pleasure and happiness to humanity. Jude Law was like the gigolo bot. Yeah, he was like, his job in life was to bang lonely women, but then they would like ditch him as soon as they got their jollies because he wasn't a human. And then there were women ones like that too that were basically like robot whores. Mm -hmm. And then there were children ones for people that lost their children so that they could like pretend to replace it with a robot. Right. And that's where we meet Haley Joe Osmond. Right. Yes. And so, yeah, I mean, these robots were again created to behave like humans. So, and it seems like where they were going with it is that they had, they had sort of developed their own like self-awareness and no, they're that's, all, they're why, all, yeah. that's why they were trying to run away. That's why they were, you know, hiding out in the woods and things like that and broken into pieces, but still just trying to like protect each other and live. And that's why it, you know, they evidenced feelings of like sadness and loneliness when they were rejected by humans because they felt that they were also existing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's very, it's a, tr- it's a tragic way of sort of seeing what, what would happen if humans were successful in creating a self-aware operating system. 
Um, because at the end of the day, the robots were just there to, to please us. And if they couldn't please us, then they felt pain and sadness because of that. And they didn't try to rise up. They just were trying to survive and try to please humans. And so at the end, you know, right it, it now sad. it's a sad picture. Well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So they were kind of like, they, they had no inclinations of like, you know, living above the humans in AI. No, they just they wanted really to participate in, in the world that we existed in and be valued and wanted. So I think, you know, in AI, if the robots got their way, I think they would just want to be treated like humans. Equals. Because that's what they They want rights, they just like in the Matrix. They wanted rights. Maybe. They wanted to be treated like, yeah, it's like... Maybe people, AI is the precursor they, to the Matrix? No, just kidding. I, because I feel like in AI, like, they just wanted to be like everybody else. You know, they didn't want to be more powerful and take over everything. They just wanted to be valued for existing. So that's interesting. It's interesting because, like, yeah, again, you can go into all the metaphysical questions about what is the difference between a self-aware robot and a human, and should they be given value, or is that artificial? And you know, I don't know. Interesting stuff, but it made me really, really sad that movie. So, especially the ending when he's like looking at the blue fairy forever. Yeah, that's the saddest thing. That's one of the saddest things I've ever seen. And that's where his acting career is too. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Now that no, he was really funny, although creepy in that um, ridiculous Will Ferrell thing. Yeah, that was awesome. That what the heck was that called? The Spoils Babylon. Yeah, Yeah, that's so funny. So much better than the Spoils after dying. That was not good. Yeah, that wasn't anywhere near as good. Um, all right, so we got a couple more robot apocalypses here to envision. The Wait. next one is, uh, is, is a terrifying one to me. Mm-hmm. And this would be the small wonder robot apocalypse. It's <laughs> fucking <laughs> She's evil. She's evil. She's so she many times really she... creepy, man. Yeah, right? She would always talk like this. <coughs> Hello, I've made your cookies. Like, I wonder where Vicky is me. nowadays. Here, hold this. I know. Like, um, I can't believe VH1 hasn't done a show on that. Um, yeah. I mean, the interesting thing about Vicky, right, is that's sort of the opposite of some of the other robots we just talked about. I don't think that Vicky felt that she was human in any way or had any sort of desire to be individual or um, have feelings. But she lived with a family as if she was their little girl, and so they were always trying to like personify her and give her feelings or include her in things and treat her like she was an individual. Um, and, and she would, she didn't understand that or, and had no interest in it, which is kind of interesting. I think that, you know, it's kind of a funny different take on it. It's like, you know, if, if you like, yeah, just like we were talking about earlier, it's like, it's an inanimate object. It's just, it looks like a person, but it's really just an operating system. But because it looks like a human, other humans around it attributed feelings and thoughts to the operating system that didn't really exist. So, um, Vicky hasn't done any acting since 1991. That's a shame. Yeah. Little and girl. she was always wearing her little red dress with her little apron, and then she had, like, all of her robot parts in the back. She's five years older than me, which would put her at 41 at the moment. I feel like Vicky would just start, like, systematically... One by one, taking the family out. No! Seriously, I've always thought this way. 
that, you know, it would, it would just, you know, she turned to, like, dad and stuff like that, and then mom, and then, like, what, she had, like, a brother, I think? Yeah, a brother, that goofy kid. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think, she didn't want any part of Four being years. a person. No, she didn't. She didn't give a flying f- about anybody. No. She was just like, I'm Because Vicky. she was an inanimate object in an operating system. Yeah, just but. just looked like a person. She didn't have feelings. Because this was post-Terminator. You know? Yeah. You know, this is you know, there was other robot stuff out there at the time. Harriet. Wasn't like Harriet like her friend or something like that? Well, Harriet thought she was her friend, but yeah. Vicky didn't need friends because she had no emotions. Yeah. Vicky was pure evil. Pure evil. The little red dress. Yeah, you know why it's red? Because it's stained with the blood of her victims. Maybe. Maybe. Let's talk about our last robot apocalypse. Okay. Because in this last one. We totally, totally know. Okay, I know this is the last one, but I have a question for you after we talk about this. Sure. So we totally know with this last one what he would be doing, and yet he would be doing when when he'd win. And that's Bender. All right? Bender from Futurama. Bender, all we know all the time that his programming malfunctions and he is kill all humans in his sleepy snoring kill all humans. There's sometimes where, like, there's a riot going on and he's yelling kill all humans. His best friend's a human. Yes, but is that really his best friend? Because does Bender actually have feelings? For Fry? No, he just wants to steal shit. Yeah. And drink. But we know that if the Robo Apocalypse came and Bender, you know, because there are times where Bender has conquered the Earth, he just drinks all the time. That's what he does. That's what he wants. He wants to drink and do nothing. Okay, I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what what pleasure it brings him as a robot but sure why not at least it's something you you don't, cigar. I mean, yeah like you the t term the t100 the terminator robots the yeah they're not gonna like have champagne and like do it after they kill Probably all the humans because they don't care about is that, that what you would do when you kill all the humans uh well i am human so i'd probably be dead too <laughs> so i don't <laughs> think so um all right i have a question for you oh hit me what about like what about, like, the Transformers? Because they're robots, but they, like, are also, like, not robots. Like, mm-hmm. they... Right? They're male and female tr- Transformers. Right. They have feelings. They, they do have feelings. They, they had a whole planet that was just made up of Transformers. They did, yeah. And then there's, like, the Decepticons or whatever. That's the bad mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. And so they're robots, too. Uh-huh. But they have, like, nefarious purposes. Uh-huh. And they act like creatures, right? I mean, they... They have friendships, they care about each other, and they care about other people, and they want to help people. So what happens when the Decepticons win? They move on to the next planet, and the next planet, and the next planet. We kind of saw some of that in in that terrible, oh god, the terrible, terrible second Transformers movie. They just keep getting worse. Yeah, they're really weird. I liked the first one. That was kind of neat. Nostalgic. It was fun. There was definitely some corny parts to it, but there was also some like... It was like fun. Yeah, the the rest of them weren't fun. Mm-mm. No, the last one I saw with Marky Mark, that was, like, terrible. There oh was, like, God. it was, like, about him and his daughter, and the daughter was dating, like, basically, like, a rapist. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. He was, like, a statutory rapist, but still a rapist, and he was, like, flaunting it in the dad's face, which was disgusting and bizarre. And We're talking about robots. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, anyway... I mean, I was just wondering, because I was like, well, they're, they're robots, but they're also, like, not exactly robots, because they have, like, a 
like a purpose. Like they have, they exist. There's like a race of them. We have an underlying robot theme in several of our stories. We're going to start learning about that coming in volume four, volume five, and volume six. We learn that the same person who uh, creates the robots is also the savior of the uh, the human race. But it's a robots a long a long drawn out thing. It'll take a couple of years to get out there, but it's all written already. It is all of it. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, no, you're right. The last part of it isn't written. Yeah. Robots. Robots. So, yeah. So, let us know what you think the robots will be doing. Yeah. Because you know they're not going to be having any fun, and they're not going to be doing anything silly. Right. And, I mean, there's some cool Ray Bradbury stories, too, if people out there like reading about um, robots, robots and what they would do if they got to control the world. And the one I was just reading, and I can't remember the title. Of, I think it's called, like, Rust. Um, but, yeah, I mean, essentially it was, like, the robots had, like, a high council of robots, and they did everything they could to eradicate all life from Earth. Um, but then one of the robots decided that that was really boring because they had nothing to do except just continue to exist and prevent themselves from rusting. So he scoured the world and found a flower and then used it to rebuild life, mm. which pissed off all the other robots, but... He was kind of like, this is what it is. Like, you have to allow change to happen, and life is change, and robots are boring because we never change. So mm, that's kind of neat. Anyway, just saying, Ray, Ray Brad, Bradbury has some cool stories. Yeah. All right, well, until next week, you know, take Time a to power down. Or you can do what Bender does, where he says he's jacking on. Oh, jacking on. And remember, boys and girls, if your computer doesn't work, just try turning it off and then turning it back on before you call the IT guy. I seriously thought you were going to talk about banging robots and bringing lube. Ooh, no. I, no. I just, honestly, like... Okay. It's no. all right. It's all right. It's all right. No, it was good. So until next week, you know, check out our free stories and our other podcasts on our yes. website, prisondad.com. Yes. We are going to be at ChessyCon this November. We are. We're very excited for ChessyCon. We're going to be doing a presentation and a reading. Live podcast. We're going to have a table to sell our books if you want to come see us. Mm -hmm. We are planning to do a Fall Fest uh, in the Norristown area uh, next month. There'll be month information on that on our website, prisondad.com. Yes, That's October 29th. Um, yeah. And we might do something on New Year's Eve, too. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. Come check us out. Come check out our, our other podcasts and uh We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Now it's time to power, power down. down. Mm -hmm.